Welcome to this week's Women's Football Podcast. I'm Luke Edwards. Liv isn't here with us once again. I've had a sack full of letters asking where she is. It's, it's broken me back. It's been that heavy, but she's away this week. She will be back next week, so don't you worry about that. Joining me to look over another mad week in the women's game is Alex Pereira. Hello, Alex. Hello, Luke. How are you doing? Very well, and uh, you've had such a good debut last week that we've asked you back again, so... I mean, what can I say? I aim to please. Absolutely. Well, it's been... Um, it's, I'm going to put the onus on you, Alex, for this, because basically it's been a really intriguing week in the WSL, some fascinating results. Uh, what is their pick of the results? What was the real standout result for you? I mean, I might be a little bit biased because I am a Chelsea fan, but the 6-1 win against Man United was a pretty comprehensive performance it actually probably should have been more um Chelsea had a chance to score within the first couple of minutes of the game due to an error from United's Maria Thoris-Dortier who actually used to play for Chelsea so if that mess mess up had uh, led to a goal then she would have been uh, really kicking herself it was great to see Frank Good pronunciation Kirby. as well well done on the pronunciation <laughs> I, I mean like I, I'm just so used to pronouncing foreign names at this point. It's just kind of like, you, like all my friends are like asking me. I'm like the go-to person, but it was nice um, to see Sam Kerr get a couple of goals. Fran Kirby get her fiftieth WSL goal, and a lovely, lovely run from Penilla Harder to score. It was it was an absolutely like well-crafted goal, and to go in three nil at halftime. Emma Hayes would have been happy. However, she wouldn't have been so happy after the restart to concede that goal, but then came back to to score two quick goals and then Drew Spence coming off the bench to score to make it 6-1. I'd say she's pretty happy, although I do think there is definitely a call for VAR in the women's game because had it been in, available or in able to be used um Sam Kerr's second goal was offside and maybe the the lines people should have flagged it but they didn't we've but had this debate haven't we over the last couple of pods about VAR it's, it's it's difficult because you're playing at such smaller grounds aren't you that you, you probably can't physically do it for every ground and that's where the stumbling block is at the minute yeah definitely but if they want to make the game equal to the men's, then you've got to give them the technology to be able to improve the game because it's all well and good saying, oh yeah, we're going to funnel this money into the women's game, but how are you going to improve it if you don't have the technology that the men's game has? Yeah, was it a case that Chelsea were very good or did Man United not really help themselves either? I think it was a little bit of both. I think... After the early shock of the 3-2 loss to Arsenal in the opening match, um, Chelsea will definitely be wanting to come back and say, look, we're not going to roll over easily. We're the defending champions. We've won the title two two seasons in a row. We're really going to put on comprehensive performances. And they did that with a 4-0 win against Everton. And then they backed that up with a 6-1 win. But United didn't really help themselves with some of the errors they made. But they probably should have capitalised on the errors that Chelsea had made more to make it a bit more spicier, I think. Ominously, for the rest of the league, Emma Hayes says that they are miles better than last year. And if you're if you're one of the, the rivals chasing Chelsea, it brings you out in a bit of a sweat, that, doesn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. But I think Man City will probably, they look perhaps like the most likely to potentially challenge Chelsea. And because they've not got the Champions League to sort of worry about, so that they're not playing in two different domestic, not domestic, but two different competitions, that they're not flying here, there and everywhere, that they can perhaps focus on the league a little bit more. I mean, the only the only other result you could have picked out of those was the Arsenal game against Manchester City, which was the late kickoff. And Arsenal won that 5-0. So any sort of doubts over Arsenal sort of who do and not doing well against the top four teams are well and truly over. I mean, we know Arsenal have improved this season, but did we really see a 5-0 for Arsenal coming? No, definitely not. But it's always that kind of funny thing where everyone pays so much more attention to the men's team when they're doing poorly, but they forget about the women's team. And the women's team have been sublime to watch so far. Vivian Miedemar, like her goal scoring record is so impressive. It's like a hundred and it's over a hundred goals in like 110 appearances, which is just wild. Mm. So for Arsenal to have a player like that, it's just honestly, it's so good for the game. Yeah, they've gone top now, they've gone top on goal difference above their North London rivals Spurs who they play in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup this coming week we'll look at those later on but for Manchester City I mean Gareth Taylor sort of he's not panicking yet he says it's way too early they're only three games into a 22 game season but two defeats already two defeats in the last two it's very un-Manchester City like and I know they've been moaned injuries a little bit but come on I mean it's a bit like the men's team isn't it when they've got injuries they've got a big enough squad and a quality enough squad yeah, I always am a bit apprehensive when people say, oh, we've got loads of injuries. Like when the Liverpool men's team do, I'm just like, you have so, you've spent so much money on players that surely, like, not your B team, but the guys you've got warming the bench every week, surely they've, they've got enough talent to play. Otherwise, you wouldn't have paid for them. So I don't really like the excuse of injuries hampering performances because everyone's everyone's going to every team is going to have injuries at some point like you can't you can't just think oh we're going to be lucky you have to find a way to plan around that and have a backup plan if your main striker gets injured so you can say with man city once is like a um once is like a shock twice is too much yeah, as I mentioned, they're just above Spurs on goal difference. Spurs beat Reading by a goal to nil. Jessica Naz scoring the only goal there. And, and what a job Rianne Skinner's doing there. Definitely. Like, it's so good also to see female managers in the league, English managers in the league, because a lot of the focus, we say, again, we want to grow a women's game, we want to give opportunities with all things. So with coaching, with physios, lines people referees so it's so good to see a woman who has played for England also now in a position of a managerial role and it's so positive because it gives players when they retire it gives them something to aspire to so again that's another way of growing the game and I think yeah Spurs Spurs aren't doing too badly but they haven't really had that match where it's kind of gone to me like wow like one nil yeah, one two nil is not really like setting setting your eyes alight, but like it's not really catching your eye. You see Chelsea 
beat Man U 6-1. You see Arsenal beat City 5-0. So maybe Spurs are just waiting for the uh, FA Cup quarterfinal against Arsenal to really let loose. Are you surprised that Reading have got no points after three games as well? Because they were kind of the team that upset a lot of the teams, especially at the Majeski last season, but it's not really happened for them yet, has it? Maybe it's just not clicking for them as of yet, but they shouldn't be too concerned because Everton were in a similar position and then they beat Birmingham City. So sometimes adjusting to a new league and things like that can take a bit of time. So there's still hope for them. When when it's like 10 games in and you've still got no points, then you've really got to start worrying. Yeah, as you mentioned, Everton kicked off proceedings on Saturday dinner time with a 3-1 win over Birmingham. New signing Hannah Benison amongst the goals as Everton moved up to eighth and Birmingham and now bottom. And nothing's really changed for Birmingham, has it? They are going to be the ones who are relegation favourites, aren't they? Yeah, it's a shame because so far, so soon into the season, there's not really been much of an improvement. Maybe everything's kicking off and it's going well in training, but it's not transpiring into match day. Maybe they've got a young squad. Maybe they're an inexperienced team at this level. Maybe there's maybe things going on behind closed doors that we don't know about. There could be a multitude of things affecting their performance, but. If they can get a couple of wins under their belt, then they'll have a bit of more momentum and then they can just start to kick on from there. Yeah, Brighton had started the weekend at the top of the pile, but they lost out to Aston Villa. Emily Gielnick with the only goal there and newfound belief there for Aston Villa. And Carla Ward's having such an impact at Aston Villa. We talked about Birmingham. She left there in the end. She, she worked miracles to keep them up, but she's doing a really good job at Aston Villa. And again, they're amongst the pace setters are just two points behind Spurs and Arsenal. See, Brighton are one of those teams that you think, hmm, but then they do pull off some shock wins. Like they beat Chelsea last season after Chelsea went on that phenomenal a run in the league. So Brighton are sort of that bogey team in the sense that you never know if they're if it's their day, then they're going to just go out there and whack you for everything you've got. But I'd say it's a good win for Villa. It's a comprehensive victory for West Ham in East London against newly promoted Leicester. They were out of sight by half-time, 3-0 up and... We're going to get on and talk about newly promoted teams as well because it's been a struggle for some teams in the Championship as well, coming up from the National League. But Leicester did really well. They invested last year and did really well in the Championship. They've invested again to look to improve in the WSL, but they're just struggling to find a feet at the minute. And it just shows maybe the little golfing class between the Championship and the WSL. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, as a newly promoted side, um, it does take a bit of time to adjust to the different leagues like the championship might be more competitive or it might be I don't really know how to describe it but like it definitely the WSL is definitely a step up but maybe although Leicester have invested well it's not quite clicking so maybe build from there they've got Spurs at home next next Sunday Maybe with their confidence, they might slip up. So it might be the right time for Leicester to play them. So the league is very unpredictable, but 
So Spurs seem to be doing well, but sometimes it's nice to kind of hit those teams that have got the bragging rights on the counter-attack and just go for broke. They can get like a good run of form and they can just be a bit more organised defensively than those 4-0 losses they're having. They can reduce to like 1-0 and then go on and or even get a draw. So we're going to look next at the championship. Over 5 million homes are at risk of flooding, yet many people don't realise they're in danger. Even if you've never been flooded before, it can happen to you. Protect your family and home. Prepare, act, survive. Prepare a bag including medicines and insurance documents. Act by moving important items upstairs or as high as possible. Survive by listening to emergency services. Search what to do in a flood and sign up to flood warnings on gov.uk. And in the championship, we have a new leader, Sheffield United. They beat Watford by three goals to nil. And Sheffield United, they were third last year, flattered to deceive a little bit behind Durham and Leicester. They never really troubled them at the top end of the table. However, they've started off well this season and they're playing a Watford side. They've now lost four out of four. And again, it's that new promoted thing they've come up again from the National League a bit of a, a step up into the championship for Watford and, and it's proving difficult for them yeah I think when a team's been in a league for so long and then they get promoted sometimes the celebrations can go on a bit longer than you expect and like Watford I don't know I don't know where it's going wrong we do have to remember it's only a couple of games into the season so there's still time for them to turn it around. So we don't want to be too harsh to say they're definitely going to get relegated. But if their performances don't improve, then it's looking quite bleak for them. Yeah, but for Sheffield United, on the other hand, it's a, it's a big club at that level, isn't it, championship-wise? They've had a, a lot of success. They've got a good manager in Neil Redfern as well. So they'll want to go one better, won't they, or two better than they did last year. Yeah, definitely. And Neil Redfern's got a lot of experience managing. So he's sort of been in these positions before. I think sometimes that helps having a manager who's been there before, can kind of guide the players in the right way and knows his game well and knows what his players need, knows what he needs to get out of his players. So it seems to be a good, cohesive working relationship for them. And they're, they're top so far, so... Hopefully it can continue and restore some pride to Yorkshire. In second position, he seems to have been there for about two years. It's Durham. They got a 2-0 win away at Bristol City. Elizabeth Ajupi and Beth Heppel with the goals there. And Durham are always there or thereabouts and they're always defying the odds, aren't they? Yeah, um, Bristol City didn't really have much fun last season they had quite a few hammerings and 2-0 against Durham as well are you surprised at how poor they're doing this year yeah because it's a bit of a strange one because although Mm. they had matches where they lost like 6-0 to Chelsea and in a final but they were they still managed to make it to a final whereas this year 2-0 to Durham Durham are a decent side, but they're also a side that you would expect Bristol City to beat. Yeah, just uh, Beth Heppel's penalty as well was just really, really cool as well, sending the goalkeeper the wrong way. Liverpool, they got a 2-1 win 
against Crystal Palace. And Charlton, the only remaining championship team left in the FA Cup, they beat Blackburn. And how do you see that game going in midweek? Charlton travelled to Brighton and Hove Albion, as I say, the only championship side left. Can you see an upset happening? Potentially. I always love a good upset, so I kind of hope this one will be the one where there is an upset. Mm. But you just never know. And it would be great if there was an upset because it makes the league more interesting. Sometimes it can be quite bland with the same teams at the top. So you want you want it to be a bit interesting, don't you? So I hope there's an upset. Yeah, some of the worthy league leaders only could manage a 1-1 draw against Lewis. Rebecca McKenna's own goal rescued a point for them after Rian Cleverly had put Lewis ahead. That leaves Sunderland in third position. There was also draws between London City Lionesses and Coventry United Ladies. It's nice sometimes to have results that are draws because it shows that it was a highly competitive match and it wasn't just one-sided. No, absolutely. That's what we love, a bit of competitiveness, and that's what we've got in the Women's National League. We're going to look at the Northern Premier Division first and Derby beat Middlesbrough by four goals to nil. Huddersfield Town, they lost at home to Wolves Ladies, talking of newly promoted teams. Wolves have started off the season really, really well there in the National League. So it just shows that not all promoted teams are struggling with a step up. Hull, they lost 3-0 at home to Burnley, are one of the favourites this season, as our AFC file, but they lost in the big game at the top of the table, 1-0 to Nottingham Forest. Stoke drew 1-1 at home to Brighouse, and West Brom beat Loughborough Lightning by five goals to nil. In the Southern Division, poor old Hounslow, they absolutely battered once again 11-0 at home. So that's still no goals and no wins for them this season. They lost to Portsmouth. Canesham, they beat Chichter and Chelsea by two goals to one. MK Doms and Cardiff was one apiece. Oxford United beat Bridgewater by three goals to nil. Southampton, they won 5-0 against London Bees, who were relegated from the Championship last year. And they're not having a great time of it. And Plymouth Argyle, they lost at home by three goals to one against Gillingham. And Naomi Felton, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, her Fulham team, well, they are fourth currently in the London and Southeast Regional Division. They are they have got two games in hand out on the leaders. Ashford, who've won six out of six so far, they sit pretty on 18 points. Dartford are six points behind them with New London Lionesses, two points further behind on 10 points. As I said, let's look forward now to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. So they take place in midweek, as we mentioned, Brighton Hove Albion are at home to Charlton Athletic. Manchester City take on Leicester, Arsenal against Spurs and Birmingham against Chelsea. You'd expect City, Chelsea and Brighton to get through, but the tide around is at North London Derby, isn't it? Yeah, and you can get you can bet your bottom dollar that neither team is going to give up easily. And it's great for the fans that it's a North London derby because they always seem to... Derbies in general just seem to have a little bit more spice to them. They seem to be more competitive. And it just is great. So I would be more inclined to say that Arsenal are going to win it just because they seem to be scoring goals for fun. They seem to be a bit more consistent and compact and really organised but you never know with Spurs like they could just come out the blocks guns blazing and completely disregard not disregard but completely turn what I've said on his head and so it just makes it really exciting that 
there's no clear cut winner for the quarterfinal. Now, to finish off, there's a really nice story that I saw. So Sarah Harks scored in Celtic's SWPL win over Hibernian. Celtic scored in the very last minute. Uh, they went second in the division. Glasgow, Glasgow City are now top. And husband Ian, he scored for Dundee United to get them a draw at Celtic Park. And there's a lovely picture on Twitter of them, Twitter of them in their respective shirts, arm in arm, leaving the pitch and... Uh, it's, a, it's fair to say it was a it was a lovely day in the Harks family. Maybe a bit more for Ian because I think Sarah. Well, it would have been mixed emotions for her, even though Celtic women won. Her husband basically denied Celtic's men a win. So, could have been an interesting chat around the dinner table. That. Yeah, it's so nice though that it's such a family affair. And that football really does bring people together. So I think it's such a nice sentiment and the fact that there's a picture of them holding hands, leaving the ground. So it really shows that they're so supportive of each other's careers and more power to the both of them. Yeah, as I mentioned, Glasgow City are the new leaders with seven points from three games. They're 14 times they've won it in a row up there in Scotland. They are only ahead on goal difference though from Celtic and Aberdeen. Aberdeen drew nil-nil at Spartans. Well, Alex, thanks uh, Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. And don't forget to give us a follow on social media at TWFP1 and on Instagram, it is the Women's Football Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to us via all good podcasting platforms. And we shall see you all very soon. Thank you.